the Gel Listening Podcast presents Research Bites. Hello, my name's Mark Jones and I'm the editor of the JALT Listening Post. And today on the JALT Listening SIG podcast, I'm going to talk about top-down listening skills. In the last episode that I recorded, I talked about top-down skills. And I also talked about how top-down and bottom-up skills need to be taught together. Um, So this is a compliment to the last episode that I recorded. What do people mean when they talk about top-down listening skills? Well, it usually refers to text level knowledge or even how this knowledge can be connected to the wider world. So when a listener uh, listens to a text, be that a recording or something that's Uh, live speech. They don't listen as a blank blank slate. They usually have knowledge about the language and they usually have knowledge about the world. Sometimes this is in the first language, sometimes it's in the target language, but those can be combined and should be combined in order for the listener, in our case, our students to make sense of the text. So this could be looking at how a text might be organized, knowledge of genre conventions, and knowledge about how people actually talk. So for example, if a student is listening to a news recording, but they have no knowledge about how a news recording might be organized in English, for example, then they'll have greater problems than a learner who uh, understands the organization of an English news broadcast and that it starts with headlines uh, in sequence of how those stories are going to appear in the news broadcast. So, When we have this knowledge, or as we teach this knowledge and have learners practice it, um, they can use it to perhaps uh, fill in some gaps that they uh, might have uh, had um, due to um, lapses in their bottom-up listening uh, processes. You know, attention can be limited, but with use of top-down skills, learners can compensate um, for uh, lapses in things like attention or just not being able to hear uh, something that might be quite difficult to catch. Um, This is equally true of learners as it is of people um, speaking in one of their first or dominant languages. So we need to have our students uh, linking what's heard to their knowledge um, to make sense of this uh, when they're decoding or passing speech. So if they can 
use this knowledge. It's sometimes called schematic knowledge um, in that it's connected um, to create a, something called a schema. Um, so little items of knowledge create a larger network of knowledge. If our learners can use this um, to uh, fill in the blanks, to make uh, appropriate uh, guesses or judgments in what they've heard, then that's going to really help them um, in understanding what they're listening to. It can also help in understanding when students know how discourse in the given language is organized. So for example, if a speaker is using pronouns in speech such as this or that, what do they refer to? Is it referring to something that's been mentioned previously? Or is it being used in an unusual way um, to introduce a topic that's yet to be divulged? Or even more difficult, is it just something that a listener is expected to know? This can sometimes happen, um, especially in a speech about technical topics where there's an assumed um, shared knowledge about the field. So if you're teaching at university and you're using lectures or short sections of lectures, then this can be um, quite an interesting thing to cover with your learners and it might be something that they've never really considered before. So I have previously mentioned that the filling of gaps um, in uh, what's been heard by the uh, top-down uh, listening skills uh, can really help our students. However, it's not a replacement for bottom-up skills, but it's a complement. Okay. Um, while there may be uh, memory uh, traces um, for students who are trying to keep everything in their memory, top-down skills can help to um, take a little bit of the memory load off However, it's not a replacement, so we still need to teach things like uh, note-taking strategies if we're going to have learners listen to more extended uh, sections of speech uh, where they're expected to retain information uh, all of the time, uh, especially if it's not an interactive um, way of dealing with the thing that they're listening to. So, for example, conversational listening, uh, students would definitely have the opportunity to ask a question to clarify, but if they're listening to a recording, they don't always have the chance to ask questions about that. Although it is possible to do so uh, by having students confirm with each other what they've heard or confirm with a teacher. So, with the top-down skills, um, it's not just a matter of guessing, it's not just a matter of applying knowledge about the world, but it can also be 
um, the use of uh, listening strategies as well. So things like uh, cognitive strategies, that is um, making uh, decisions uh, based on how one thinks about uh, words as we're listening. And then also something called metacognitive strategies, that is thinking about how to think. Um, these can sometimes be um, called top-down strategies as well because they often deal with um, talking about the text um, itself and connecting the text to the wider world. When we're using these kind of strategies, like thinking about how we're going to approach a text, it can often be subconscious for people when they're using their main language. But when uh, dealing with a language that we're learning, um, it's not something that we necessarily uh, try to apply because there's some kind of um, panic in us uh, quite often. So just uh, having uh, students think about what they would do and what they would try to listen to um, as they go and what things might be the um, most important to take notes about. Um, these can really help. Um, so having students think about how they might tackle a listening recording or a listening situation can be incredibly useful. Um, also having them think about uh, how they might deal with problems as they arise. So things like um, how will I deal um, with a large section of the recording where I don't understand what's going on. So again, this is sort of like, um, this is the metacognitive part, but it does apply um, top-down skills as part of it because you'll think, well, I don't really understand part of the text, so I'm going to just ignore it and then hopefully I can make a sensible guess about what would fill that gap. And that would be an appropriate way um, to teach listening. Again, you know, this is something that would happen in our first languages uh, where we'll uh, miss things as well. And again, you'll apply those bottom-up skills as well as part of this. So thinking about, well, I believe I heard these kind of words and the best way to um, make sense of these would be in this kind of sentence. Um, so I think that the speaker said this. So that kind of thing can be really useful. So hopefully I've given some uh, ideas, um, not just uh, given you things that you've already known, but if you have any comments, um, please feel free uh, to let us know and look forward to you listening to us again. Thank you. Join us next time on the Jout Listening Podcast, Research Bites.